Welcome, everybody, to the 17th episode of the TZE. It's the Zion Experience, and I've got a special guest here today who I'm going to introduce in a minute, Miss Kendra Ramirez, and then we've got making his debut is is Georgia Jake is what we call him. He's a uh, a marketing intern with Zion, and we threw George we, we threw Georgia Jake to the wolves today. Jordan, uh, my normal co-host, is on a a site visit um, to one of our customers. They were having some post peak. Um, they needed us to, to come into the facility and look at a few things. So Jordan had to make a trip first thing this morning. He's there and we're gonna have a lot of fun today. So if this is your first time joining us, welcome. If you're a return guest, then thank you for tuning in each week. Uh, you can find us if this is your first time, subscribe to us. We're on YouTube. You can see the audio and the video on YouTube and then wherever else there's a podcast, you can find the Zion experience. And we're all about just bringing in unique people um, from the industry and just having conversations and having some fun uh, with us. And so welcome to the Zion experience. I'm, I'm one of your hosts, Jim Shaw. And uh, Jake, you can introduce yourself real quick if you want. And I'm going to introduce our special guest. Absolutely. Well, excited to be making my Zion experience podcast debut today. So Hopefully I can fill Jordan's shoes all right, but just excited to uh, be a part of the Zion team and get to make uh, make my podcast debut today. So very grateful to have uh, Kendra have you on today as well. Very excited about it. So we told Jake he was going to be on about three and a half minutes ago, and uh, he's going to do well with it. So we're, we're glad to have him. Jake's got some finals. He's in his senior year at mm -hmm. University of Georgia, and I think we, we just got off the phone. He's got two finals this week, and then semester's over, and Jake joined us two or three weeks ago, and just we're, we're glad to have Jake on. So, Kendra, for your knowledge, we're a member of the uh, Supply Chain Advisory Board at the University of Georgia, the Terry College Terry College School of Business, if I said that right, or I got it close. And uh, we've got a, a gentleman there, Marty Parker, who serves on our external advisory board, and we're just, we've had, they've got such good students, and they're so smart and just people like Jake, we love to bring them into the to Zion and help us grow and help them grow. So we're glad to have it. And so without further ado, I'm going to introduce Kendra. Kendra Ramirez comes to us. She is uh, the uh, CEO of KR Digital, which is her company. And uh, it's a globally recognized on the homepage of uh, LinkedIn.com. Uh, you're a Women of Influence Award winner. You're the Cincy Chick Woman of the Year, so we're interested. You can tell us what that is, and an AMA marketing legend. And since 2005, you've helped hundreds of organization, organizations, if I can talk, su successfully leverage digital technologies. And uh, you were an early adopter of innovative tools. Your expertise makes you an invaluable resource for businesses seeking to thrive in today's competitive digital and AI landscape. And uh, you spent more than 15 years in technology companies as a as a change agent in sales, marketing, and recruiting leadership for business to business clients. So that's a whole lot, Kendra. And I know you and I met through a common connection in LinkedIn. I think everybody calls him. Is it Knopf? Is Knopf. what everybody calls yeah. him? So mm -hmm. he'll mm -hmm. Yes. Shout out to Knopf, and he he connected us. So Kendra's very active in LinkedIn. Has her company. Um, I'm arguably very active in LinkedIn and, and part of Zion. And so we connected a couple months ago and just said, it would be great to have you on the, the podcast and just learn more about you because you're into some really 
cool stuff and what you do and what you found yourself involved in as AI has kind of jumped out of been a trending technology, a trending innovation this year. And so with that, Kendra, just who is Kendra? So tell us a little bit about yourself. I did a bio, but they never do justice to who a person is. So tell us a little bit about yourself and then we'll just get into some questions and a little conversation. I love it. Thank you so much for having me because I enjoyed our conversation and thanks for bringing me here. And it is it's so fun to have these conversations a really deep dive and add a lot of value to your to your listeners. But yeah, who is Kendra? Gosh, I I've just I'm a technology nerd. I, I think if I could just say it in one <laughs> technology nerd, I anytime there's something new out, I'm dabbling in something and and self-taught on a lot of things. And so school was really hard for me growing up, And but I didn't understand why until I was older in life that um, I don't learn from a book. Like that's just not my learning style. And so I fell in love with technology because you can't read a book about it. You actually just have to get your hands on it. You have to play with it. And that's where I thrive. Awesome. So tell us a little bit about this technology. Let's start with your company. So I, I think it's important for people. I, I want to deep dive into AI because I think you probably got some really cool stories about that. But how did you? How, how did KR Digital start? And mm -hmm. what what does KR Digital do? And yeah, maybe we'll talk a little bit about that some more. But yeah, yeah, perfect. Yeah, this wild journey. So I've had my business for 18 years, which is just so crazy to say out loud because it feels like five years ago. Um, and I was a sales leader for a Fortune 500 company. And at the time, I was teaching my team and our branch responsibilities and other teams across the country what I was doing with my team. And back in that day was LinkedIn, Manta, and Jigsaw. So that's the tools that we had 18 years ago. And uh, we were just wildly successful with those tools that people started calling me and saying, hey, I heard you know how to use these tools. Can you show me how? And I'll pay you. And I was like, aha, I had a light bulb moment in that. And I was like, I think I think I can turn this into a company. Um, and I took that business plan to three different business coaches and all three of them told me not to do it. That that was a fad. Really? How crazy is that? Like, I was told that that was a fad. So luckily, I knew different. And I was like, I think you're wrong. And I'm going to do it anyway. And so I started out just training people how to use these tools. And then very quickly realized they didn't have a strategy for how they were actually going to execute. And then a few years later, it was more about people coming to say, that's great. And I'm learning, but I actually don't want to do it. Can you do it for me? And then I started stacking in execution as well. So we started doing strategy work, execution work, and what that looks like today is website, social media management, lead generation. That's awesome. So this this was uh, 18 years ago. I think we said this in your bio, but this would have been 2005. Yes. Yeah. And yeah. So you got to almost take everybody back. I mean, 2023 technology is, mm -hmm. is evolving so fast. Yes. And I'm not versed on this, so I'll probably, I, I don't know when LinkedIn started, but mm -hmm. it wasn't too far away from 2005 of when it yeah. really came in. And you think about Facebook, and then I'm going to mm -hmm. date myself, but I remember when MySpace was bigger than Facebook, yeah. and this Facebook yeah. was like it was only available to to uh, to colleges. If you didn't have a, a, yeah. a, uh, a school email, you couldn't get Facebook at the time. And then 
of course, nobody probably knows MySpace. I had a MySpace page, and uh, <laughs> I had a LinkedIn page for a long time, but I didn't really start using it till really, really two or three, four years ago. So mm-hmm. 2005, you go to three business coaches, and they're like, terrible idea. It's mm-hmm. going to be a fad. Mm-hmm. You're Don't do it. You know, mm-hmm. the iPhone's not even out. Yet. Yeah. And no, it wasn't. There, there, there was black. There were blackberries. Oh yeah, I had a blackberry. I had a blackberry and a Palm Pilot. Which totally off the subject, but have you seen the Blackberry movie yet? No. Have you watched? Yeah, they made a movie on the Blackberry, and if you, if you're a fan of technology, which I am as well, like mm-hmm. I, I, I told Jake this earlier today. It's like I'm, I'm getting to be this is a respectful way, the old dog to where I'm like, somebody's having to teach me the new tricks mm-hmm. of technology, but I've always been a fan of technology and always, I had the Blackberry or we called it a Crackberry. Yep. yep. And, you know, and I, I, I really, if I could go back, I'd throw it away and just not have any phone at this point in my life and go maybe to the old Nokia or the flip phone that was <laughs> a simple time in my life. And yes, um, but the iPhone's not even out. So I can see where business coaches would look at it and say, well, what's this internet? Yeah. And is it really going to be the next wave? And mm-hmm. honestly, there's a lot of companies that's still not adapting mm-hmm. and not using it. And it's probably a generational thing. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm rambling a lot. I do this like, so <laughs> you're gonna have to like jump in, but 2005, it's a bad idea to mm-hmm. fast forward 18 years later mm-hmm. and just, what have you seen companies that are successful with working with a company like yours? What, how are they embracing technology and what, what are some, maybe some attributes of, of companies that are doing branding, doing the websites? What, what do you find are some common attributes that, that are embracing these technologies that are having success out of them? Yeah, I think, you know, you just, you hit the nail on the head of just embracing technology, right? Cause really that's the first step to any kind of technology adoption is to embrace it. And the thing that I always encourage is just be curious, Um, being curious from a technology standpoint of if we had a tool that could solve XYZ problem, what would that look like? Um, So just having that mindset around, you know, being able to look at something there's, you know, when you scratch your head and like, there's gotta be a better way to get this done. There's gotta be a better way, you know, to, to, to present this or say this or execute this. Um, and that's really when we come in and start digging in and understanding for a website or social media marketing of, you know, a differentiation and, and what do they want people to experience? And that's what you do, right? You're really good at that being able to, you know, create that Zion experience for people. And it's something in working with businesses, you know, the homepage, they just want to talk about all about themselves. I'm like, no, time out. Like if I'm a potential client and I come to your website, but if the whole thing's just about you, where am I in it as the client? Um, and that's something I see as a big miss for a lot of organizations is they're so proud of themselves and, you know, and that's great, but the homepage isn't the place to do that, right? The homepage is to speak directly to the client that you want to work with. And do you very quickly talk about the problems that you solve? Do you very quickly talk about, you know, the credibility you know, that you, you bring? Um, and so that's a lot of differentiation, but it's really just staying curious and being willing to embrace. And maybe there's someone in your organization that is a little bit more tech savvy, you know, grabbing them and talking with them and saying, hey, you know, what are we not considering as an organization that we should be considering? Because usually I find a lot of employees when I come in, 
and start working with clients. They're like, oh, I've been telling our leaders the same thing for five years and they wouldn't listen. That's, you know, I, that was one of the questions I was going to ask you is what do you think um, ultimately that I, I agree with you is like you got to embrace it. And mm -hmm. part of the reason we have the intern program is because whether I like it or not, my skill set, my ability to adapt to technology, I'm I'm getting I'm not old by any means. I'm not saying that. Mm -hmm. But you get to a point where you 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 know what you know mm -hmm. and the to learn and go through that learning curve of a new technology, you kind of get, you, you don't want to do it. And mm -hmm. at least I don't, right? I'm not interested in learning the next iteration of Excel. I'm not interested in learning how to design a website at this point in my career. Mm -hmm. It's it's not the value I bring to Zion as an organization or how, frankly, it's not a passion. It's not how I want to spend my time. Mm -hmm. I am an adopter of technology, but now Jake, and younger people that are young professionals that are coming in, they're learning some of those new technologies for the first time and they can bring them into our organization. Mm -hmm. An example of that for us has been smart sheets. Um, so traditionally for we, we deal in project plans. I, I describe when people ask what I really do for a living, I say I argue and I talk about project plans and milestones. <laughs> end of the day, that's what I've done most of my life and is discuss project plans. But mm -hmm. We, we, I joke, but we do more than that. But I've always been a Microsoft project or if it's a more basic uh, technique, it's maybe it's on an Excel sheet or there's multiple other technologies, but we're embracing smart sheets. And it's because our new employees and some of our younger professionals, are, they're just, they, they embrace it. They want to use it. And it keeps you fresh as an organization, especially yeah. I think you'll find in the material handling industry. I sent you, I shared this with you. I showed you a few websites. I think of mm -hmm. we developed our own website and we're looking mm -hmm. at actively maybe refreshing it. And I think we've done a really nice job. Jordan, who's yeah. not on date, built the website and mm -hmm. I can't take any credit for it, but we had some ideas about it and then he built it. And then Jacob, um, who was a previous intern, updated it, enhanced it. But I know it can, there's a next level yeah. that we can do with our website. But I asked Kendra, I said, well, go check these websites out and look at a few of these are what I don't want. Yes. And then here's a few of what I do like. Mm -hmm. But anyway, how do you what do you see when you come into some of these organizations you work with, Kendra? What are what's what are people afraid of? Why mm -hmm. do you think they're not embracing? What? A, yeah. Why, why, yeah. Do you, why do you think they don't embrace it? What do you what do you think? I've got an opinion. Mm -hmm. but what do you think it is? Well, it's just very fundamental it's change management right um and people don't like change you know so it's it's from a psychology standpoint they you know they don't like change they don't like to not be in control and and i would say the other part of it beyond change management is you know the media has done a a, a job of just being uh, inducing a lot of fear especially especially around ai um so i sat down with a ceo in a private conversation and he, you know, told me, he said, I've shut down access to everything. I don't want my you know, employees using AI tools. Um, and I said, well, have you seen any AI tools? Have you used any? And he's like, oh, no, no, no. I've, you know, I've watched the news and, you know, it's, it's very dangerous. And I said, well, let's, let's play on my laptop if you don't want to do it on yours. And so I just pulled up a couple of tools like ChatGPT and gave him some examples and showed him what it did and gave him some background. And he looked at me and he goes, oh, my goodness. He goes, I'm an idiot. Uh, he's like, I cannot believe I just like stopped 
potential growth in our business because I was fearful. And so it was, you know, a very brief, you know, maybe I think we probably spent 40 minutes together. And he's like, I gotta go. He's like, I gotta go meet with my team. He's like, we, we got to figure this out. He's like, I feel so silly that I made that judgment call without really knowing what it was. And, and I asked him, I said, you know, where did you get all this fear from? And he said, the media, he's like the news, you know, the news is telling you all the terrible things about it. I think it's a good point is usually I, I call it the unknown is like we just when for whatever reason, humans, when they have a void, they don't fill it with good stuff. They usually fill it with scary stuff and mm-hmm. fill in the blank. It's fear. It's unknown or unwilling. But change is tough. Yeah. Um, and I, I, I think I agree with you. Like it's it's the fear of the unknown. Mm-hmm. It's the fear of change. And then it's probably a little bit when you're running a business and you've got a successful business and you're not purely dependent on technology to bring in sales or leads or business development, then it's just, it, I don't think you prioritize some of that and you focus on other areas and marketing has evolved a lot just in my career. I've been in the industry for 25 plus years and you, you rewind the clock 25 years in 1999 or 2000 when I entered the workforce, you know, how were you doing marketing and what was marketing and look how much it shifted from paper to digital yep. and what you're in and, and just how much websites have evolved and the mobile has evolved. So what uh, I'm going to go into AI because I really want to talk about that. I think we, we, we can have some good discussion on it, but what, uh, what are some of the technologies that you're seeing in 2023 that mm-hmm. you're introducing to customers? That's yeah. Not a, what are, what technologies are like the basic business mm-hmm. tool? That, yeah. If you haven't looked at these recently, you small business, big business, yeah. probably more small business to medium sized business. What mm-hmm. should, what would you encourage people to look at and don't, don't sleep on? Yes, I love this so much, and I couldn't wait for this conversation. So, so minimally, ChatGPT, which is owned by OpenAI, and to go and experience, you would just go to chat.openai.com. There's a free version and a paid version, and the paid version is only 20 bucks a month. And so, to me, that's a great baby step into using AI, um, because I'm often, you know, asked like, Kendra, you keep talking about AI, but where do I go experience it? And um, really and truly, AI is already, we're already experiencing it without going somewhere. Because if you use Amazon, Netflix, Google, right, you're already actually experiencing AI. If you're typing an email in Outlook or Gmail, there's predictive text. You know, it starts typing the rest of the email for you. It's already AI. Um, so using ChatGPT is one of my go-to favorite tools, and I use that on a very regular basis. Some other tools that I recommend is Tango. And it's tango.us. And Tango is for writing like step-by-step how-to documents, you know, so it sets on your desktop or browser and it'll give you like, you know, step one, step two, step three, instead of you going and using a snipping tool, cropping it out, writing what you did, you know, when you have to show someone like, oh, click here, click the gear, click the drop down, giving them steps. It just sits on your your laptop or browser and watches what you do. It snips it and writes what you did and produces a PDF in minutes versus spending hours putting stuff like that together. And then some other fun tools. I love Canva as well for any design. Canva does text to image, text to video. 
You can have AI writing inside of it, an AI flyer, an AI presentation. It will help build. There's over nine different AI tools inside of Canva as, as well. So really? those, those tools are just some very low-hanging fruit tools. Another tool we use with all of our clients in our client meetings, we use Zoom because Zoom has an AI companion, and it's free as a part of your paid version. It's just something you have to go turn on. And it will transcribe all of your meetings and provide next steps. So if Jim in our conversation, I said, well, I'll follow up with you with a XYZ report. It captures Kendra will send Jim XYZ report. Um, and what I also love about Zoom AI is there's a catch me up button. So you can go in and click that. If you're late to a meeting, you can just hit that and it will summarize the conversation and let you know what has happened. And you can also say, has my name been mentioned? And it'll take you directly to the transcription where your name was mentioned. Um, I absolutely love it. And I love that they threw it in for free as a part of your uh, paid paid subscription. It's pretty cool. We, uh, we're all Microsoft based, but we've used, I've got a Zoom. I don't think I have a paid. I've got just a regular version of Zoom. But we, uh, Jordan and I have experimented. I tried probably five different note-taking AI type apps. I've landed on MeetGeek, uh -huh. and um, I like most of it. I have, mm -hmm. Yeah, we, we, I tried Fireflies. I tried Otter. Otter, yeah. The three I kind of fell into, but Jordan uses Fireflies, mm -hmm. and yep. I use MeetGeek, and I, I know I'm not using it to its potential, but I didn't mm -hmm. realize Zoom had, had bolted on a, an AI feature, and mm -hmm. I look for Microsoft to... They're, they're going to have something. They're going to Teams is they, primarily what we use for video, and it, they have to come out. You can already mm -hmm. record and transcribe. Yes. I know they do that, but mm -hmm. I'm looking for that AI feature. And, um, and they it have really, it. It's just additional charge. They should they should just give it to you. I mean, hello, we're already paying a lot of money in Microsoft licensing, right? But it's an additional $10 per month per user to get the upgraded Teams that'll have. So, so the Teams out of the box has transcription services, but if you want a more AI level of the transcription services in Teams, it's an additional 10 bucks per month per user. So I think that's a little silly, but whatever. <laughs> I didn't realize that. I may have to do that next year instead of Meet Geek because I'm a big, you know, one of the things that I'm bad about with technology is I get all these different yes. technologies. And then yeah. you look up and it's like you've got this tech stack that looks like Frankenstein <laughs> and you've got technology all over the place yeah. and we did when we started Zion one of the things that we we brought is we've been in the industry for a really long time but we're proponents of technology mm -hmm. and but we didn't want to get this crazy tech stack we tried to say how can we do everything with the minimal tech stack and and so we we did a fairly decent job of that we've still got some that are a little off you know in terms of smart sheets that stand alone but everything's primarily windows ecosystem and then we're a salesforce and great with almost everything and um financials but everything's cloud everything's tech everything's portable um which is a good thing yes and, uh, it is cool so let me go through the list again you said um oh darn it uh, chat gpt yep uh, you said Tango. Is Tango a free service? Yeah, it's free for up to 25 workflows a month. Okay, cool. And then you got to pay. And then <laughs> um, Zoom AI. Mm -hmm. And I missed them one. What was the fourth one that you, you mentioned? Um, Canva. Canva. 
we use Canva, but I didn't realize it had all the, the mm -hmm. AI plugins, mm -hmm. so that's pretty awesome. Yeah, what, I love that. What's bizarre that maybe you're looking at that since you're 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 kind of a self-described tech person, what's something out there that's maybe not ready yet, but it's got you really excited or maybe got you a little freaked out? Is there anything that's on the peripheral AI-wise, new technology that has caught your attention? Yeah. So um, another really fun tool that I love using is called HeyGen. It's G-E-N, HeyGen. And you can build your AI avatar. And so you just need a couple minutes of video of you and you speaking for about two minutes. And it'll replicate you and your likeness and your audio. And you can give it a script. And it can read the script. And it looks just like you, you know, on the video. And what, what I also love about it is you can also speak up to 60 different languages with it. So you can upload English. And it's, it's not like a, you know, a bad movie where you, the lips don't match the accent, right? Yeah. Um, and so I have an example of that in my, my e-newsletter that I, I shared last week. And so it's so fun to be able – so I, part, I started the video out with me speaking English and finished the video and uh, speaking Spanish. Um, and so that's a really, really fun one in that you can use, there's actually 300 avatars. So if you don't feel comfortable doing an AI in your own likeness, there's over 300 different avatars you can pull from in HeyGen and, and give it a script to do whatever you want it to do. So you could use it in sales, you can use it in marketing, your website or e-news or a, an email to a potential client. I mean, you want to talk about doing something different and showing up different um, versus all the other hundreds of spam emails, I think that would be really, really unique. Um, so that one's, that one's out there and usable today, and they're just going to continue to, to ramp up. Now, Google Gemini just came out on Thursday. Yeah. But the only thing, I'm so frustrated because um, it looked amazing, but then the engineers at Google came out and said the whole thing was, you know, um, put together. Scripted that it yeah. isn't live yet, but they acted like it was live in the rollout. And so that just causes a lot of distrust. You're like, man, you just you have this amazing technology and you you shouldn't have had to mock it up. Like show what you have and just know that it's an ongoing, you know, evolving tool. Like what what's wrong with just showing an ongoing evolving tool versus showing something that you mocked up and it wasn't real. I saw that news over the weekend, and it's like the landscape is changing so much. I think there's a lot of pressure from mm -hmm. some of these tech companies. You know, Microsoft's going all in with OpenAI, and then um, you saw what you you saw the news. Like it's probably been what three weeks. That was just bizarre. What happened to me with OpenAI and yeah. Sam Altman, and I I still don't. Being fired, being hired. We may never be privy to, but I mean that that seventy-two hour stretch was as bizarre of a news. I was like, cycle. grab your popcorn. <laughs> I was like, wow, and Jake. I don't know if you saw that or not, but the CEO of OpenAI, he the board brought. They had had a huge. Um, oh, I'm going blank. They'd had a huge uh, presentation. It like was their, their Dev Day, OpenAI Dev Day on that Tuesday. Yeah. yeah. And then okay. that Friday, the board brought him in and mm -hmm. fired him, mm -hmm. and they removed the president from the board. And so both those guys, well, the president resigned. Yep, Greg. And then it evolved, and it, this all broke quickly. And mm -hmm. uh, Microsoft, who's invested billions, like 
10 to 13 10, billion. 10 billion, yeah. Has, has, has not. They weren't aware of it. Nobody was aware of it. There's like three or four people on the board. One of them was the chief scientist and co-founder who, mm -hmm. by the way, flip-flopped in about 24 mm -hmm. hours to he was really regretting his decision. And mm -hmm. then 700, and I'm going to get it close, 700 of the yeah. 780 employees or yeah. 770 of the 800 mm -hmm. employees said, we're quitting. Mm -hmm. Microsoft offered to hire Sam and and the president and bring him on and offered any of the employees um, a job. Mm -hmm. And they were going to start an AI division, and it just was bizarre. They brought Sam back on a Sunday, and they couldn't work it out. So they named another guy CEO and it just was bizarre. And uh, I don't know that we'll, we'll know, but OpenAI technically is a nonprofit organization. They've got a side of it. And I'm sure Kendra, you know more than I do, but they've got a side that is a uh, for-profit. Mm -hmm. And I think there's some, there, there's been a lot of talk in the, Musk was involved with OpenAI when it started. And there's been a lot of when you hear some of the peripheral about there has to be some powerful intelligence that's going on that you've got to harness it and i've said this for a long time you've got to harness it ai doesn't have morals ai doesn't have a consciousness. well people would argue doesn't have a consciousness and and so you 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 don't want to see it do bad but there's a lot of arguments out there slow down make sure it's safe but China and some of these other company, countries are not going to slow down. So you don't want to get behind it. And it, it's like our version of the, it's like our version of the space race, I guess, and all the technologies that we're going in. And, and really, if you rewind back, probably a bad example, but the nuclear, the nuclear uh, race of developing that technology. And um, it's, uh, it's going to be something else. I, I don't, I may not see its full potential, but I think it's it's going to exponentially just go up. And um, it'll be really, fun to come back to this podcast a year from now because there's going to be so much change that happens. We ought to. Yeah, I mean, you need to start a podcast, Kinder. If you might already had, you don't have a podcast yet, do you? Do you have one? No, I, I do an e-newsletter, and I so I share weekly what's going on in AI, and it's called AI Simplified, and so that way I break down really complex things. I got you. So when you start a podcast next year, because you're just always evolving, we can tell. Like in 2005, you saw the future before anybody else did, and now you're all into AI, which everybody's trying to catch up to. Um, and next year on your podcast, we'll come on and see see how far it's evolved. We, yeah. we had a gift last week in material handling, and we asked him what his biggest technology trend was that he'd seen. And he talked. He's got a podcast called The New Warehouse. Shout out to Kevin Lawton. He came on and he, uh, he, uh, we said, well, what technology? And it's like been the year of AI. I think mm -hmm. everybody got real excited about it. And if you're using it, where can you use it? Where can you see it? And I think it's been blended a lot, honestly, Kinders. I think there's AI and then there's logic. Is mm -hmm. is you know, there's good logic can be camouflaged as AI, but true artificial intelligence. And using it is is there's companies that are doing that, and then there's everybody going to say they're trying to jump on the bandwagon, and it's coming into our business. I think yeah. we're going to see it. We're we're keeping. I've certainly got my eye on it, and know it's coming mm -hmm. into the technologies we're using, and we're already using it to supplement some of our marketing and internal. Mm -hmm. And I, I think you've got to embrace it. It's coming. Yeah. You might as well understand it and embrace it. But 
Yeah, it's not even coming. It's already here. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) The train has left the station. I agree. I agree. And I don't think it's ever going to displace, you know, a a lot of people are worried about robotics and AI displacing humans. And maybe someday, I don't think you can ever say never, but I think that's far off in the future. And there's always going to be humans that have to be behind directing and doing the prompts and and guiding it and uh, harnessing the, the potential of AI. Well, this, let me, let me shift into this because it's important. I'd like to hear about you. So you've received a lot of different accolades in your, your career. It's, it's, it, it, that we talked about at the bow, but such as, you know, you've gotten the woman of influence award and the John Barrett entrepreneur vision award. And just how have these awards impacted you and your career? And just, I liked this question and I, I'm kind of reading it off, but what uh, what advice do you have to other females trying to get into the business you're in or just doing what you do? What advice would you have for others? So tell us a little bit about the awards and then just what advice would you have to pass on to the next generation of female entrepreneurs? Yeah, thank you so much. Yeah, um, all of it, I was completely shocked. You know, when you get an email and saying things, you know, because of course we all get spam emails too. Of, You've been selected as top 10, blah, blah, blah. And, and you look and it's like, you know, oh, pay five grand to do that. And you're like, no. Nah. Um, so none of these are paid you know, awards. So I was very shocked and very, very honored. And, and really, like, it wasn't my intention to try and go get awards. That's not, that's not what fires me up. Um, for me, I think for all of us, it's our job to just share what we're learning. And to me, that's something that I just have always done. The minute I learn something new, I'm, I'm out there sharing with. Um, I'm also always making sure to talk with other, you know, entrepreneurs that are, you know, maybe in their first or second year of owning a business. And I've learned a lot of having a business for 18 years. And I openly share the dumb things that I've done as a business owner. And, and I just think, you know, just being willing to, you know, open and share with those around you and mentor others. And I think the biggest thing that um, holds people back is their fear of being seen. And so I just really encourage you just to, like, just be visible. Um, don't be afraid to be seen, that you have something really unique and special to share. You have an experience that you've had that could, you know, others could benefit from it. And it's so rewarding. Like, I love all of those conversations. Um, You know, I spend time and mentor, you know, several people in a variety of ways. And I love those conversations so much. And I just think that's just what we should all we should all be doing that. Um, And it's not about going after the award. It's just about, you know, serving your community and serving others around you. I mean, we all we all have so much to to learn. That's awesome. I love I love that, and I, maybe that's why we've connected is just to be a mentor and pass along, and I call it being vulnerable as a, mm-hmm. as a leader. Mm-hmm. Um, I've never really, when Jake started, he could acknowledge this. I told him, I'm just part of the team. That's ultimately what I desire to be as part of the team. Mm-hmm. Um, we fully understand you own a business, I own a business. At some days, there's days you got to walk in. There's got to be a boss. There's got to be somebody that's paving the direction it's driving the car you know guiding the boat whatever you want to call it Mm -hmm. but i think more leaders need to be vulnerable and i think you can um you don't have to take yourself super serious and i've been probably to a fault like i'll share all the bad things that i've learned and not 
I shouldn't say it that way. I will share the things where I fell down mm-hmm. or when I don't know something, mm-hmm. I don't have pride inside of me. It's like, I don't understand that. You, you help me. And when I still don't understand it, I'll say, I just don't understand it. And there's people, there's things that I'm really good at and I add a lot of value in. And then there's things where I'm not good at and there's other mm-hmm. people who have those gifts and they've got those blessings and they let them, let them do that. But I think as a leader and as a person of influence, you're right. Like the fear of being out there, the fear of judgment keeps a lot of people back. And maybe you don't take yourself real serious and Mm -hmm. you know that you're going to fall down and nobody likes, nobody likes that, but you got to be a little vulnerable as a leader. You got to be a little vulnerable to, in in your career to know you're going to make some mistakes. So I love, I love that. I love that. And then just relationships. Mm -hmm. I, I am a firm believer every human wants a community and it's if you have the ability to create that community whether it's at work or whether it's a small group or whether it's in your family or whether it's in your local community it's like every human wants to be part of something they want to feel good they want they want to be around other people that that build them up that inspire them and wouldn't the world be a great i'm getting all off on a tangent here (laughs) the world be a great place if that's It sounds like that's what the award, a woman of influence, and just mm-hmm. you've got to be, I hope, a young professional or a young lady. I've got I've got three daughters. I've got four kids. Three of them are, are, are girls, and I think it's so tough on women in the business place. Mm-hmm. It's getting better. I, mm-hmm. I will that's acknowledge better. that. Mm-hmm. But it's just to have that voice mm-hmm. to, to stand out, to be that leader. It's it's tough on, on females in, in the business world, and uh, it – it, I don't. I don't think it has to be that way. I think. Yeah. You know, I, I, well, I think you are an inspiration to people like that. It's like you can do it, and you mm-hmm. you don't have to. You don't have to act like a man. You no. know, you don't have to be this. No. This, like, personality. You can just be encouraging. Yep. You can be a mentor, and you can be a little vulnerable. And, yeah. Yeah. And just advocate for yourself. Um, you know, and and for you know the the men listening and watching, be an ally, right? Like one of my right. early. Um, bosses that I worked for, early leaders, he was incredible and he was such a fantastic ally for me um, because I was young and I was a female and I was in IT. And so I had three kind of strikes against me and I would be in a table, um, you know, in a meeting with, you know, all all men, very senior, very, um, um, you know, uh, successful, you know, organizations. And my boss would always, you know, like people would look to him and start talking to him about a solution for their business. And he would look at them and go, "Uh uh-uh, you need to be looking at her because she's the one that knows more than every single one of us at this table. And so he was a fantastic ally for me. So just him believing in me and being like that, that was huge for me. And so because I learned to just, you know, have a seat at the table because I earned it, um, and to continue to advocate for myself. And so I'm very fortunate that I had someone early in my career that did that for me. That's awesome. You had a champion and that's, yep. uh, you need a champion. You, mm-hmm. you can always learn. You need somebody. Mm-hmm. And, mm-hmm. uh, that's amazing. Um, well, let's, uh, let's wrap it up. Cause we, J- Jacob, or Jacob's normally on here to tell me about, he'd already sent me a chat. Like, <laughs> You're on here. We've done. We've 
we we lose most everybody after 30 to 45 minutes. Nobody, I guess, I don't know if I'm, we're not interested enough. I think they'll probably still be listening to this one. So yeah, um, no, that's fair. Actually, would, before we wrap up, I was gonna say I have a quick question for Kendra, if you don't mind me yeah. asking it. Um, I'll make it quick so that way we're not we're not keeping people too long. But you mentioned at the beginning how you sort of bet on yourself to. Mm-hmm. To move forward and sort of go against the business coaches who told you, you know, this wasn't going to work. Mm-hmm. How do you how do you build that confidence? I guess for for a young professional, someone like me who's you know mm-hmm. about to graduate college, someone who's sort of starting my career. How do you how do you build that confidence in yourself to know that you've put in the work to you know to bet on yourself and to to show that I actually you know I do know what I'm doing. I can be confident in what I've learned. So how does how does that sort of affect your career? Yeah, excellent question. It was just one of those things where I always tell people, if you just believe in every five-year-old being and in, in, in whatever the thing that you're doing lights you up, money will naturally come, right? Like, it just it's just the, how the world works. So if you're excited about something, you're fired up, and you can't wait to get out of bed in the morning and go do that thing, whatever that thing is, is the thing that's part of, part of your purpose in life. And so for me... It was very purpose driven. I live for the light bulb moment. Like when I'm doing training, when I'm speaking to people about AI or speaking to people about businesses and they're like, oh, that's why I would do that. Or, oh, I didn't realize that, you know, that that lights me up and I want another conversation, another conversation. And so with each step is a little bit more confidence. But um, it was one of those things where I just knew because I was watching the people I was interacting get so excited after I had an, an engagement with them that I, I wanted more of that. And I was like, I don't care that three people told me that it doesn't work. I've witnessed it with my own eyeballs and it does work. Um, and so that's when I was like, I, and come to find out later in life, I am looking back and reflecting. It was more about their issues with um, fear of technology, not so much my business plan or my dreams. It's just they had a lot of fear because they were retired executives. They had a lot of fear about things and and weren't very tech savvy and didn't enjoy that. And so, of course, that makes sense that they told me, mm, I don't think so. But that was their own fear. And you're going to get a lot of no's in your life. And you just have to, like, roll with the punches, right? And for me, like, being in business development my whole life, I now view a no as one step closer to a yes. So for me, I've kind of turned it into a game of, oh, I got a no today, which means I'm one step closer to that yes. I like that. That's a great mentality to have. I think you can apply that, like you said, not only to business, but a lot of things in life, just to give yourself that confidence to keep moving forward. So I appreciate the advice. Thank you. Absolutely. I love that answer, too. That's great. Do work worth doing. Have confidence, conviction, and we're going to have to we're going to have to clip that one out, Georgia Jake, and say your your no is really one step closer to a yes. I like that. We'll, we'll, you can make a whole marketing campaign just on that. And keep everybody to this portion in the video. It's like, I haven't heard her say that yet, so come on. Uh, <laughs> well, Kendra, you've been an awesome guest. Uh, 45 minutes just flies by when you're having fun and just mm-hmm. having a conversation. And We thank you so much for being on. Um, what would you like to share maybe as closing out to everybody? You want to you wanna, you want to plug where people can find your business, how to get a hold of you, anything that you'd like to close with, and we'll call it a wrap after that. Thank you so much. I, I agree. This time went by way too fast. Um, and so thank you for the opportunity to talk about things that I'm passionate about. 
And, um, and I'm really easy to find. If you, you look me up, I'm at KendraRamirez.com. There we go. Well, we, we've really enjoyed having you. I've enjoyed this. I could probably sit here and talk to you for another hour. Mm -hmm. Maybe we'll do part two, like a mid-year. I love it. AI going and do a follow-up on it. Let's so Jason's it. telling me today that we're organizing ourselves with the Smart Sheets technology to plan out our next podcast. So we, we may just do that if you if you would oblige us to come back in maybe 2024 and we'll see where things are. Let's make it happen. Yeah, let's do it. Well, thank you so much for being on. Thank you, audience, if you're still with us. Uh, if you haven't hit that subscribe button yet, subscribe with us, and that's going to be a wrap.